Warning. This show may contain spoilers. Please check the show notes before listening. Thank you. Ready? Yep. Hi, I'm John. I'm not an expert. Oh, technology. As soon as it touched the back of my throat, I went, ah. <laughs> Oi! No! Hi, I'm Rob. I know other people don't like it, but I, I love it. My God. The guy's mm. a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. incredible that this stuff happens on the screen now. That just makes me... I'm just so full of joy. And you're listening to... Ooh, electric shock. (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where two old mates catch up after a 20-year gap. I'm still 18. Yeah, yeah, I feel exactly the same. (laughs) Is that different? That's why we're here talking about comics and stuff. (laughs) It's nice to catch up every week, isn't it? Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Rob. And you're listening to... Ooh, Electric Shock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mixing it up. Episode 20. 20. Two decades worth of... Well, that's not decades, is it? Whatever. Is it, is it is a decade only in the 10-year the period? Can you have a decade? I believe of, so. You can have not as 10 units. I don't no, think so. I, I don't, don't think you can have works, like a, de- a decade of... Eggs no. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that would be good. Yeah. I, I like a, a, you know, just a decade of eggs would be, you know, mm. um, a baker's dozen or, you know, yeah. a decade of eggs. Chicken's nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt, isn't it? Whichever way you look at it. All ten at once. <laughs> oh. Oof. Just imagine how swollen that chicken would be to be- beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound nice. So, uh, I I did make a list. Yes. But it's it's fairly brief. I think we went as usual. Um, In no particular order. We we did discuss Larry Crown. We did. And we semi-seamlessly went into Loki. Loki, episode four, the Nexus event. And then, uh, on my list, I put a bit about MODOK. A bit yeah. about sweet tooth, right. and then, and and then we briefly mentioned tomorrow war, which we're both yeah, teeing up we, for. Yeah, next sort week. Of we're expecting it to be crap, but looking forward to it yeah. all the same. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty, the latest episode. Yep. Um, we talked a little bit about England. We do. Progressing in the Euros. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned couple of comedy heroes of mine yes count arthur strong and john shuttleworth and that awesome book you're reading at the moment yep and the game that i play the my new game arkham noir arkham noir a that's a really good premise which is, which is uh yeah fun and um, then you recommended a couple of things didn't you uh jude law things oh yeah the, the young third pope. day and the young and the two pope. popes yeah yeah Big fan. 
So Big yeah, it's all sorts of stuff really. Chatted about oh. things as we normally do. Oh yeah, and the third day, which you're going to go to OC Island, so you've yes, I need to, to watch it. Yeah, you've got to I watch will, it before then. I will watch that. I'll try and watch it before next week. Yeah, see if you can. I'll let you know. What I thought. Yeah, you might I'll not be going to, to the OC others. Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might I might not send it to the other guys before. I might send it after we've been there. <laughs> watch it first. But we are staying there overnight, so. Yeah. Well, th- so when when do you go? Because that'll probably be our last podcast before you go. I would think. Um, let me have a quick check. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Hmm. Just checking the uh, diary. Ooh, got notification. Uh, where is it? OC Island. That's the little link that we got sent. <laughs> I've got my first review of tomorrow. Uh, of tomorrow war from uh, John O'Neill. Oh, really? He's on it, is he? <laughs> He's fully watched it. Do you want to know what he says? Yeah, of course. Watched it. It sucked. <laughs> Sloppy storytelling. Okay, CGI. Nah. Uh, okay. That's kind of what I was expecting. That's kind of what I was expecting as well. That's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? Mm. I think I'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I love a rubbish film. That could be another 1.5 for me. 1.5 speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that does seem to be the way forward with a lot of these things for me. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, anyway, so whenever so you lo- do go lower to Lower those Island. expectations even further. Yeah, exactly. Here it is, right. Uh, when are we going? I don't have a date. Ah, <laughs> so okay. I can't tell you, but I'll uh, find out and let you know. Yeah, nice one. Well, yeah, definitely, it's definitely worth watching. I, I just I can't believe in in uh, the third day that they use OC. You know the way that if you're going to do a drama, invent mm. an island. Right. Do you know what I mean? Don't, mm. Why would you kind of? But actually, it's just freaky that it's that real island right. with those real buildings being mm. used. You know, so right. proper good stuff. Excellent. I look forward to watching that. Yeah. And I want photos from your trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll def- if I watch it before I go, then I'll know what photos to take. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you see Paddy <laughs> Considine there, you know to oh, leave no. Is he in it? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> definitely got to watch that. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Right. <laughs> Excellent. All right, everyone. Yeah, so enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. And obviously, you know, get in touch. Yeah. Electric shock at mail.com. Oh, we got some talking of uh, email address. We had a couple of really great voicemails in as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, listen out for those. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Hey, dude. Hey, mate. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I, you know what? This is. Um, I think I might have cracked this whole new stuff. It's sounding nice. Good, because I, I I worked out how to disable the other parts of my computer. Right. That are either recording or issuing sound. Okay. So um, I had a, I had a test run on a call yesterday. And yeah. I had the door open, and mm. people were going, "What? What's that sound of birdsong?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, 
That'd be the birds outside on the tree. Like, oh, <laughs> have to make that stop. <laughs> so I got the gun, obviously, went out there, shot them all. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, it was the only way. Yeah. I could have shut the soundproof door, but why would I do that when there's an opportunity to kill things? Yeah, exactly. We used to have a neighbour who used to do that. <laughs> really? When I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he, uh, oh, weirdly, this, this ties into my T-shirt that I'm wearing today. Oh, okay. It? All right. This, I'll I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> there was um, there was this guy who lived this family who lived down the road from us when I lived yeah. in um, Medway. Right. And um, the dad used to throw breadcrumbs up onto their roof, <laughs> and then when the birds came down, he'd get an air rifle and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to do for fun. It's just mean. Yeah. And um, the kids, I don't know, his his son's name was John Gill. And right. um, he was a little oik who punched me right in the nose oh. out of the blue once. He just he just moved, when they moved in, I think I was only about seven. Oh. And we were out playing on our bikes and that. And I sort of thought, oh, I'll befriend him, you know, new kid. <laughs> yeah. I was being all nice. Yeah. And out of the blue, we were chatting. He just suddenly... I remember it was completely unprompted or he just suddenly punched me really hard right in the nose. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Hmm. So um, I think it was the first I, time I've been hit in the face. I, I, I have managed to resist the that sounds fishy uh, joke. There. <laughs> when, it's, it's, such, it's such a dad reaction. You know? When he said get off, I was like, oh, that's, oh no, nice. don't do it. Cause it's nice. No, you should have done, mate. Always lean into the dad jokes around me, mate. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway my cousins were living with us at the time oh yeah and uh one's a year older than me and one's a year younger hello neil and clive if you're listening hey neil and clive <laughs> and um we have one of those old top loading cassette recorders right and uh we used to record silly songs we'd make up silly songs oh cool and um our dog at the time had uh, chased a moth around the house and squashed it on the wall and my younger cousin clive started singing squat moth on the wall squat being his version of squashed <laughs> all right like it. so he yeah. started going squat moth on the wall squat moth on the wall <laughs> and then it um and then it went to dead bird on the roof john kill's dad shot it <laughs> and we recorded this little dead 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 oh, song really right we recorded it onto a little yeah. cassette anyway a couple of years later Flash Gordon, the movie, comes out. That's where my T-shirt comes in. Ah, uh, ah, okay. Oh, it's Gordon's Alive. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a song on the, on the album, because on, it was the, also the first, the Queen soundtrack album was the first cassette someone ever taped for me. Right. My uncle gave me this cassette of the album right. that he'd recorded. Yeah. I would like TDK tape or whatever it was. And I used to listen to that in this top loading cassette player with one of those yeah. little ceramic earbuds. Uh, Remember on the wire that is yeah, the, yeah. the single earbud. Mm. And I used to lie in bed listening to that over and over again, that album. Cool. It was like my first favorite album. And um, knew every, every word. But there's, what, there's a track on it. 
called Football Fight. I don't know if you remember the bit in the film where, where he, they're he's in, in Men's Palace. Yeah, and yeah, he starts finds right. this sort of ball-shaped thing and start yeah. and they start this silly fight. And the music goes da 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 da, and we were like, "That's Squat Moth!" Oh my god! Yeah, Queen copied Squat like Moth. Brian May heard us humming it on a bus somewhere. He must reckon. have done. So uh, yeah, they totally nicked our riff. God, what are they like, Queen? Yeah. I mean, if they hadn't had, I mean, if if only they, I mean, all the other songs and hits that they had, and yeah. they had to steal your song. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah. You could probably get some kind of. You could probably bring some kind of legal action about that. I would imagine so. The cassette probably still exists somewhere. Yeah, you just have to find it and mm. get it carbon dated to see if it predated nineteen eighty <laughs> or when it whenever the film came out. Yeah. Oh man. So how's your <laughs> week been anyway? Um. Well, it got off to a good start. Oh. England did. finally beating Germany in a knockout competition. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That was a good feeling, wasn't it? Uh, you know what? Uh, the more I analysed it beforehand, I thought, you know what, with our defence, I know it's easy to say with hindsight, I kept telling people this, but I don't think anyone believed me. You know, we've got such a good defence. Yeah, you know, no Gareth goals conceded. If you don't concede goals, then you've got every chance of winning. Yeah. And... Uh, Although I have to say, I mean, I thought uh, Thomas Muller was going to slap. Oh, man, when he went through, I was like, oh, this is it. Here we go. Couldn't believe he missed it. No, and even as he comes onto the pitch, you think, oh, it's Thomas Muller. Yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's just, and he had that look on his face like, yep, I'm going to destroy you again. Yeah, exactly. English fine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly that. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's, it goes, takes us straight back to the war, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> straight back to Dad's army. The trouble is, it, you know, do you remember when we lost to Iceland? I just, I, I just kind of think, we've beaten the Germans, mm. we're inevitably going to lose to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. That's, uh, and I, 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 you can't underestimate the Ukrainians, because there's something about that. They have a proper, I mean, I'm not saying that we're not, supporters of our team but mm. Ukraine seemed to have this ingrained rebellion against the Russians whereby everything they do has to be better than them yeah and, and they've already obviously got through further than the Russians have but yeah they just they, they're they're very tight-knit yeah and as much as I love Yarmolenko he's kind of like our second or third striker at West Ham I mean yeah. really he's only got one good foot and that's his left right um, and which is easy to defend against, which every every other team in the Premiership knows, because yeah. that's what they do. They keep him off his left foot all the time. Right, right. So, I you know, hey, I I, I did put a bet on actually. I'm not really. I don't usually do this sort of thing, but okay, I put uh, some money on for England to win the tournament. Oh, nice. That's the level. What of odds confidence. did you get for that? I only got sort of five to one, but hey. Right, yeah. Should have, yeah. If he'd done it before the Germany game, yeah, yeah, probably would have been a. Mm. But hey, hey, there you go. Yeah, little flutter. So, let's hope William Hill deliver for me. Yeah, well, let's hope England do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm feeling ridiculously confident, which is always a mistake. Yeah, that's the way it goes, though, isn't it? You go from one extreme to the other. Isn't it? You, there's never a happy medium. No. It's, uh, it's always a bit uh, of a roller coaster ride emotionally. Yeah. 
It's all part of the fun, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and I did did have to sort of pinch myself and say, look, remember, Rob, it's just a game of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not life or death. No, exactly. You're not going to die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> so what you, uh, what have you watched this week? I, I I always seem to forget until I get on this on the podcast what I have actually watched. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I um well, well, Larry you caught Crown. up with Larry Crown, yeah. Yeah. So should we have a little What did did you enjoy it? I I just thought I just thought it was just lovely. It's a charming film, isn't it? Yeah. And and weirdly, after all, we just had an exchange on about Gugu and Bartha Raw, that yeah. actress. Yeah. There's something about her, that youth and that irrepressible optimism. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually I found quite, weirdly afterwards, I found it quite, when I was thinking about the film, I found it quite moving. It kind of, I remember being exactly like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now that second hand clothes shop you had was, was really good. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It was a big hit. Funnily <laughs> yeah. enough, I just was watching Breakfast TV and there's a bloke who's selling replica shirts. Okay. And and kind of old shirts and all that kind of stuff and making right. an absolute killing. Right, right. And you think, yeah, that, that idea back in Larry Crown did have legs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, I, I mean, I, I, there was, I, I mean, I, there wasn't, in a way, you, it would be easy to criticise Larry Crown for being almost too happy in a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, but I think, because Tom Hanks, I didn't realise Tom Hanks had directed it. and uh, Yeah, and wrote it as well, I think. Yeah. Was part, part one of the writers. And uh, I just, it's just, it was just absolutely lovely. And uh, Julia Roberts always makes me laugh because she sort of, when she first appears, you can, cl- you can tell she's doing her best to be dowdy. But she's right, Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so she's going to, she, she's kind of um, playing the you know eyes slightly shut yeah. acting because yeah. she's so world weary. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you still look like Julia Roberts. There's not, yeah. there's nothing you can really do to change the way the fact that you are yeah. looking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even when you try not to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and and I thought it's um I was going to look this up. It's nice to see Cedric the Entertainer as his neighbour. Who is an actor yeah. whose yeah. name I just think is one of the best ever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's about a bit like Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer. Um I didn't know whether he was still around. I did had this weird feeling that maybe something had happened to him because I haven't seen him in anything for ages. Mm. But it does look like he is still around. Oh good. Um, still still right. entertaining. St- yeah, being the entertainer that he is. Um and uh, but yeah, I, I just thought it was such a really colourful, wonderful, happy. In fact, I thought it reminded me a little bit. It's it's like a Richard Curtis film. I thought this is yeah, an American yeah. attempt at a Richard Curtis type film. Wow. Yeah, you know. yeah. But it, that's kind of style. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, we all enjoyed it actually. Yeah, it's a lovely film. Yeah. And just Hanks is just so watchable, isn't he? And it's amazing how lovely guy. he actually did transform himself from sort of dowdy, you know, kind of depressed middle-aged chap mm. to, you know, he became, 
he kind of used everything in his past to become so much more because he'd kind of entered the education thing yeah. and realised that he's, you know, capable of so much more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I'd really like the bit where the bloke from the store turned up to deliver his pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and the nice thing about it is that it, it, it warranted no explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't this whole kind of um, big, like, huge sort of revenge thing going on, was there? He's just like, you know. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely but, not. You know, he was cool. It, it just showed the, the depth of Hanks' character that he was above that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was above sort of uh, yeah. serves you right sort of thing. He kind of understood. Yeah. And the humility of the other guy. It was It was good. Yeah, it was really good. I thought it was interesting. There was one shot when he was leaving his cul-de-sac. Sorry, spoilers there. But where he sat at a table, and, and it's, 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 the, it's basically the last supper shot. Right, right. With Tom in the middle and yeah. his neighbours either side working their way out, yeah. a couple of people standing. And yeah. it's, that, it's ah, that... Okay, good catch. Which I thought... I mean, I love Tom Hanks, and I'm sure he, he's obviously a very confident guy. Um, <laughs> it just strike me that if you're over, this is why you shouldn't think about films too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when I sort of thought, Jesus, uh, quite literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, <laughs> it is. I don't think he's not really comparing himself with Jesus here, is he? But maybe, maybe it was. I mean, it's like that thing with film, isn't it? Everything that's in the frame, whether it's meant or not is a reflection of something. Hmm. And I thought that was just um, a bit... I thought, well, Tom, good man. Nice to throw in a little biblical stuff here. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah I thought, yeah, I, really, I, just, I just really enjoyed it. just thought it was just a really, really nice, good film. Cheer, yeah. cheer you up movie. Yeah, you know? definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that Makes was, me kind of want to get a scooter as well. Yeah, me too, actually. Looks well, fun, doesn't it? We were taking the Mickey out of Kate because she's got her electric bike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's the equivalent thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, so then after that, I was trying to think what else I've been watching. And I, ha- I am within 20 minutes of finishing Sweet Tooth. Oh, okay. So Poppy and I have ploughed on. Yeah. I th- Are you enjoying I think, it? Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. It's good, isn't it? It, it doesn't leave you, it, it keeps progressing the story. Mm. I find with sometimes I watch a TV series where yeah. you you almost feel like they're treading water and they're yeah. kind of filling time. Yeah, you get to two or three episodes out of the ten where it's like nothing's really happening and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but it, every, in every tale, there is a, some progress and some more yeah. backstory that explains where they're at and a bit of a yeah. twist and a yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So uh, and that yeah. little actor, I he's mean, great, he's, isn't he? He is just absolutely superb. Yeah, he's fantastic. He he really he really reminds me of my mate um, John Higgins's son Will when he was a little kid. Right. He's, he's got that exact kind of you know that sort of innocent energy when you're running around excited about everything around you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he really does look like him, I think, as a youth. Right, um, right. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's cool. It's funny, isn't it, when you kind of see these child actors and you're like, hmm, yeah, I recognise you. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You look very similar to another kid. In fact, speaking of which, hmm. young Sylvie in Loki yeah. this week, that actress is really familiar. And I, Yeah, I thought that. I, I wasn't sure where... I thought I yeah. might have seen her in something before. I'm sure I've seen her in something, but I, I just couldn't place where... And I tried to do the old IMDb, yeah. and I don't think I could find her. Which is okay. unusual, because actors are very good at making sure they are on IMDb, generally. Yeah. Oh, no, hang on, there she is. Ah, okay, young Sylvie. Oh, hang on. She was, she played, she was young Ray in Star Wars. Ah. Can't be no, she's Jude, she's little Judith from Walking Dead. Oh, right. She's Judith? Little, yeah. Oh, right. That's I wonder it. I recognise her. Yeah. Oh, it turns out she was in Preacher as well. Don't right. Blimey, she must... I don't know. She's been busy. She, busy kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Is she really Judith? Little Judith. Wow. I'll have to look at that again. I'll be watching yeah. it again on Sunday, so... Yeah. Um, of all the family, Amy hasn't seen it yet, so she's like, I'll catch up with it another right. time. Right. Because I couldn't possibly wait. <laughs> 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 um... And funnily enough, you know, it's it's because it's a Wednesday. It sort yeah. of creeps up in you a bit, doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. And uh, I was in the office, and Jack texted me and said, oh, "I'm watching Loki." I'm like, "No, wait, wait for me." He's like, <laughs> "That's not going to happen." <laughs> so he and Poppy watched it, and then sent me text saying, oh, "You won't believe it." Oh like, yeah. Oh, you know, great, you know. Don't and and uh, and then I got home, and they're like, "We've worked out that there's four things happen." That'll really shock you. Right. <laughs> nice. Great. So that's a sort of pre-review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is about right, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. What an episode. Honestly. So, Loki episode for the Nexus event. The Nexus event, yeah. I mean, wasn't it weird when uh, you met the three... Uh, gods, the kind of yeah, the the timekeepers, timekeepers, yeah. I and thought there'd be something weird going on with that. I didn't. I think there'd have to be something, you know, not yeah. it wasn't what it appeared. But Kate, Kate said to me, "This is Wizard of Oz all over." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the vibe I've got too. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So she's taking credit for that prediction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. which is fair enough. Yeah, we're over the same mind. Yes, definitely. Because I was like, "Oh yeah, the same," and it kind of explained why they looked a bit um, just artificial. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. I was thinking, "Oh, the CG's not so great," and then it was like, "Oh right, that's fine because they're not actually real." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, they're allowed to mess up. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They spoke really oddly, didn't they? And the whole yeah. And, Although it was really good when that, um, yeah, obviously spoilers, people. Yeah. There was that that um, when that one got decapitated. Oh man, that and was cool. They were holding the head. Then the CG was really good, where his mouth was moving still yeah. and stuff like that. It was great. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I was just blown away by the whole episode. To be honest, oh, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I, I kind of. <laughs> There is something weird, isn't there, about clearly the pair of them, Sylvie and Loki, are attracted to each other. 
<laughs> yeah, what was that all about? I just... But, I, I, <laughs> weirdly, I think Loki's almost... He's not... He's not the love interest type, is he? No, but it looked like he was going in for a kiss right at the end there. You did seem that way, didn't it? Which seemed a bit weird. I love that shot, though. There's something about that end of the world moment. It's like, um, you know, we were talking about Star Wars. We didn't talk about Rogue One at all, did we? Cause I think we have. No, not yet. Not yet. No, but that end of Rogue One, spoilers again, everyone. <laughs> yeah. When you're just waiting for the end, mm. you can actually see it. You know, for, yeah. for most people, I don't know. You, you know, it, <laughs> it's going to get a bit deep here, but... When you, I, I mean, I, I kind of hope I die very peacefully, mm. can say goodbye to everyone, lie yeah. down, go to sleep and die. Yeah. That's, you know, that's my kind of perfect ending. Yeah. When I was a young man, part mm. of me wondered if I could go out in a great blaze of glory. Okay. So the entire night sky would be fireworks type of right. thing. Yeah. You know, that's a glorious way to go. You know, very Klingon kind of, or, you know, in a, you know, battle yeah. Yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But to just sit there and watch heroic. your impending death yeah. as it comes towards you, like yeah. in uh, Rogue One, or, or as it was about to happen, mm. which this, I mean, special effects are just incredible, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I never really know if, if in that scenario where the world is being destroyed before you and, and coming towards you, if mm. that is actually realistic. Because not, not that you need to study these things, but is that how it works? Do you not like with a nuclear bomb? You get a massive wave of stuff first before everything yeah. starts to melt, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Chances of you remaining sat there whilst the you know there's a blast wave before the actual destruction right, hits yeah. you. Yeah. Probably. Mm. Best not to ponder these things too much, probably. But it does make a good visual. It looks fantastic, doesn't it? And you definitely get that sense of that sort of acceptance mm. in these situations, don't you? That there's a sense of, right, okay, well, that's it then. Yeah. And a sort of, almost yeah. like a sense of peace. Yeah. Because there's literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But you wonder if that's what it would actually feel like. Mm. Or whether you'd just be shitting yourself right up to the moment you got enveloped by it. They're just running around panicking. <laughs> I'd like to think that I'd take a sort of roller coaster view and I'd just put my hands in the air. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Death in style. Um, yeah, bust out a couple of dance moves or something. Yeah. yeah. Also, I guess the other thing is with, with these kind of movie ends where the, the world's planet is destroying before you. Mm -hmm. um, is I, I mean I thought one of the fantastic things about Rogue One was that, that the way they managed to make a film that didn't disrupt anything in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So they had yeah. to die basically, yeah. Yeah. otherwise continuity Take themselves broken. Themselves out of the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got to really like them as characters yeah. in a relatively short period. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were really sad that that was their end. Mm. Although I see why they're making a prequel, aren't they? For um, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Caster? No. Anyway, whatever the character's name is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I thought oh, okay. And and let's be honest, if you're at the end of the world and you're with one other person, 
and you're going to look at each other and go, you're not. Get, I mean, obviously, this is a man woman. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter these days, does it? But you're probably going to feel a great deal of affection for the person you're going to sit and die with. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Come on in, mate. Yeah. Here we go. Put your arm around him. Give him a yeah. hug. Here we go. Hold hands. Yeah. Jump into it. Yeah. Yeah, man. You've got to do something like that, haven't you? I think so. Unless you really dislike them, which is, yeah. again, not a great. You, just you know, you want it push to them ahead of you so they die first <laughs> by a fraction of a second. Yeah. See if their body could you, save you. you. Fu- ah! Well, I'd probably in that scenario, I would get to say my um, the my last word, right? That I thought of when I was a kid. Okay. When I was about again, probably about seven. Mm. It struck me that a brilliant final word would be "Well, hey." Yeah, I think that's good. So yeah. in that scenario, I'd be able to do that, wouldn't I? Completely works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and then so. That's kind of the, well, it, I, I, you know, funnily enough, I watched it and I was so blown away by the ending. I can't really remember that much about the, that's why you've got to rewatch these things because oh. the, the key moments, I mean, when Owen Wilson got got. Yeah, was, oh gosh. Like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, shocking. Just shocking. And, uh, um, and, and realising their variants as well. Like yeah. B fifteen and all that stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, no, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. That bit. Yeah. There's something quite uh, the fantastic visuals of being in the rain and being told some terrible news, yeah. or possibly some good news in a way, because it's a pretty fairly, you know, it's a pretty dull life. Well, is it a dull life working for the TVA? It just seems to be going on forever, mm. doing the same old stuff. Really, I yeah. Mean, it's only, only so they've never known any different consciously, have they? No, I suppose not. I guess that's kind of hardwired into it. Mm. But yeah, who's behind it all? What well, the hell's going on? And then we get that bit right at the end. Oh, man. The first post-credit that we've had. I couldn't believe it. I went what back a and mind blower. It. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So that looks like Avengers Tower and New York destroyed in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got which, Richard which, E. Flipping Grant in the MCU. Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> With the great big old. Yeah, the proper old the school comic. Yellow. Like from <laughs> Avengers 1, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And then, is he, I don't, the black. Uh, Loki with the hammer. With, with the Mo- hammer, yeah. I don't know who that Mo- is. Is that Molinor? I don't know. I never yeah, know how to pronounce that hammer. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Um, kid Loki and... Um, and his pet Komodo dragon or something. Well, no, apparently that's Lizard Loki. Lizard Loki, yeah, right. Because he did have li- the little tiara <laughs> yeah, on, little, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. From the Pet Avengers, which is classic, I have to say. <laughs> I'm not aware of that. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a, a, a frog that is Thor. Um, okay. Is it, is it, uh, I'm trying to think. So they always bring in Lockheed, you know, the Inhumans dog. He's always around yeah. for the Pet Avengers. All right. Is, is Spider-Ham in that? <laughs> no, I don't think he is, actually. <laughs> I think, but he should be. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, it's like a dog and a cat. I can't remember the dog or the cat's Captain America. Okay. Um, Pet Avengers. I have to yeah. check that out. Is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, that was just mind-blowing, wasn't it? Yeah. And, so um, when they get dissolved... Yeah, they go... Maybe they just somewhere. go somewhere else. Yeah, so those sticks aren't hope so. death so sticks. Owen Wilson's still around. Yeah, well, that's the hope, isn't it? That somehow he's on his jet ski somewhere in 90s California. Did you notice he nearly said, wow? Yeah. But he said, how? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming Goo Goo is behind it all now. But possibly working with Kang? I don't know. Well, he's a timeline guy, isn't he? He's a time man. Mm. It's got to be Mephisto, though, right? Yeah, of course it has. Obviously, just blame him for everything. I yeah, think, don't blame we? Mephisto. Yeah, you should get t shirts for that one. Mm, yeah, just blame Mephisto. Yeah. I mean, there's still that slightly unexplained stained glass window with the devil Mephisto. Yeah, stained looking. glass Mephisto. Yeah, yeah, which is just exactly the sort of thing they'd do to mess with our minds. Yeah, totally. I reckon they stuck that in after all the WandaVision stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's just put that in the background. Let's just yeah, put this little that. extra scene in just to wind everybody up. Yeah, throw them off the scent. Yeah. I just can't wait to see a kind of more of Richard E. Grant in that outfit. Oh, amazing. Because <laughs> he's oh. so good at that sort of role as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's perfect. I always find Again, him... perfect casting. Oh, just brilliant. Because I, Richard E. Grant, if he does anything other than a sort of with nil. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I always find him a little bit dry. But with this type of role, yeah, he could be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so cool. Yeah, he's great. I love that guy. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, is it is it like all the Lokis kind of go, right, come on, we've got an army. An army of people who don't trust each other and are going to cheat each other out of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Notice. yeah. But, I guess it seems to me our Loki, Tom Hiddleston, um, is actually really starting to mature and hero up, it seems to me. I think, I think, yeah, I think they're trying to, they're nudging it that way. Yeah. But I think ultimately he's going to, he's not going to be able to deny his, his nature, is he? No. He's, no. he's still going to be Loki, and he's still going to do, do some. Whatever that always do, does. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That uh, I, yeah. he's got a mischief. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, even when he's even when he appears to be on this sort of hero's journey, you just don't yeah. know whether he's if he's doing that consciously, fully expecting just to get himself into a position where he can reveal his true intentions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about positioning for him, isn't it? Yeah. He's such a sly fox. And he, uh, fundamentally, he still doesn't believe that... He, he kind of thinks that free will is a lie, doesn't he? He thinks that the reason he wanted to take over the world in Avengers yeah. was, was because he wanted to free people from the lie of of individuality and yeah you know choice yeah because <laughs> that's just a downer <laughs> <laughs> seemed to me that was his argument 
<laughs> yeah. Much better to have Loki in charge running yeah. everything for you. Yeah. Then you haven't got to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is sort of weirdly Russian, isn't it? That way that you know, always <laughs> the sense that you get with the Russians is they got so used to having a dictator, they actually quite like having one now because it mm. just makes life a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for next week. I know. It's only two more. I know. What an adventure. And then mm. Friday next week, Black Widow comes out. Black Widow. Come on. Sort of heard slightly... I mean, I, I think the trouble with Black Widow is because it was going to come out 18 months... Well, certainly yeah. over a year ago. Yeah. And we've probably had more trailers for that film than any other film that Marvel yeah. have made, or yeah. frankly, any other film, mm. in, in anticipation of it coming. I suspect there's no way it can be as great as all that. You know what I mean? I think expectations mm. are way too high for it now. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of gone the other way, to be honest, because it, oh. it wasn't a movie that I was desperate for in the first place. I mean, no. I like Black Widow, don't get me mm. wrong. It's a great character, and great portrayal and i'm sure it's gonna you know i'm sure it's gonna be good mm. and you know it's happened before with marvel films i've been like yeah oh no, i'll go and watch it but i was didn't really have any any great expectations for it and then yeah. it's just been like wow yeah with this one i've been kind of yeah it looks all right yeah it's more like it's been certainly initially it was it was like well i'll go and watch it yeah. You know, because I go and watch any Marvel film. Yeah. But I wasn't particularly looking forward to it. And, um, but the closer it's got, I've actually got more excited about it. Oh, okay. Good. It, I'm kind of like the last trailer that I saw, I think I mentioned last time, mm. <clears throat> was, um, I thought, yeah, no, this is, I think it's going to be good. It looks good. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm looking forward to it more now. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But yeah, I'll be going to see that. Yeah, and we will um, as well. Are you going to go Friday? I don't know. Um, or like the midnight Thursday thing, if they're going to do that. Do, actually. We seem to be in a kind of... Because um, Kate's work is now kind of end of term, you know, and she's at a sixth form college, so the one of the whole years has left. She's right. so much more relaxed about her work. Plus, right. I think it's kind of exam time for the lower sixth group as well. Right, yeah. So, is, yeah. in previous... So, when we went to see Infinity War at midnight <laughs> at, uh, on the IMAX, it was because it kind of suited us all. We could get away with it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think we are in that frame of mind again now. Mm. Um, just, just sort of... But um, I don't know whether it's it's... It's not as big a deal as Infinity War, is it? No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the thing is, you had to go and see those films oh, as, yeah. a, as soon as possible, particularly Endgame, because you knew that the internet would just be full of oh, spoilers. Yeah, absolutely. Like within moments of the first screening. Yeah. Did you? So, did uh, you ever? Yeah. Did you ever see that interview with Mark Ruffalo, where he he's with Don Cheadle? Right. And he's been interviewed at one of the Disney conferences before um, Infinity War comes out. Yeah. And uh, the, the interview goes, uh, so can you tell us anything about the story? And Mark Ruffalo just goes, yeah, we all die at the end. And um, Don Cheadle sort of nudges him and says, 
what? It, like, you know, what the hell have you done? And Ruffalo's just like, you know, obviously we're not going to all die at the end. <laughs> like, he made a massive faux pas. Yeah. And, um, but he got away with it. Because <laughs> no one believed him anyway. Yeah, it yeah, because it sounds like a silly joke yeah. thing to say. Exactly. But oh, Don, well, Don Cheadle was a bit like, what have you <laughs> done? You fools. What a hog. Brilliant. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, speaking of Marvel then, I think last week when we spoke, I was behind by one MODOK. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I saw last week's. And actually, I have because I haven't seen today's MODOK. I've seen yeah. the last MODOK. Yeah, well, we started recording just as it was aired yeah so we won't have had the chance to watch it this week i i just think the bit where the <laughs> at the beginning of the last episode where the shredding machine lands on oh god thingy the brave's head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, that made us ah oh, balder the brave yeah <laughs> <laughs> dead yeah <laughs> at the hands of a shredder <laughs> that Modoc throws through a bin. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was good. Yeah. It's not afraid to get nice and gory, is it, that show? No. No. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I thought that was that was another great episode. And I, I don't know, I've, I've kind of, like you say, every week he's just as irritating and stupid as he was. At the yeah, yeah. <laughs> He still doesn't seem to be learning anything at all. Not, not really, no. <laughs> I did like the fact his chair wasn't working this week. I thought because <laughs> yeah. it, it must be. I mean, he basically needs someone to put him upright all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's a fantastic show. Um, <laughs> so, what what else have have you seen this week? Have you have you been uh, I watched the next Rick and Morty. Oh, did yeah. you watch that? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my god! With the decoy families, <laughs> that just got utterly mental, didn't it? I, I I don't know. I love the swearing so much. Yeah, I just, it's just brilliant. Yeah, because before when it was on Netflix, they they dip all it. the all the swearing out, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, and I don't mind the bleeping. That makes me laugh as well. Yeah, but but uh, it's so much it, better to hear the full yeah. lines, isn't it? Yeah, just <laughs> wonderful way of uh, creating this. What was it? What did he call it? Isn't it an Einstein something? Cascade was yeah, it? Yeah, Einstein. Something like that. Yeah. So infinite numbers of infinite things. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Again, it's just dealing with really, you know, mind-boggling concepts within such yeah. a funny context. Yeah, I like those Muppet kind of versions and then they unzip them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Too adorable <laughs> to kill. Yeah, did you see the little post-credit thing with the wooden guy? Oh yeah, I did, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all goes round again. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I die? <laughs> just, it's just genius. Yeah, it really it's is. So good. So it's the frenetic fun. pace as well. Mm. It you, you you never get sort of set in a scene, do you? No, it's no. always something different going on. 
Oh, actually picked great. up a um, Rick and Morty board game. Oh, really? It's the Rick and Morty, the Ricks must be crazy. Multiverse oh, right. game. Wow. Yeah. Now Multiverse. Get, oh, right. yeah, yeah. I got gifted this a little while back. and I've not got around to playing it yet. Ah. Because I've not really got anyone who's a massive Rick and Morty fan to play it with. Right. So you're going to have to come down. Yeah. And then we can have a game that. of it. Yeah. I got another. I had another one as well. Nathan's got it. My son. It's really good. Which is based on that episode um, from the first season, where they have the house party and the different characters. All the different characters keep turning up. Right. Remember, cool. and it just gets out of hand as all these crazy characters keep arriving. <laughs> I just love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. another thing I've been doing as well. I've I've got another game. Oh yeah. Called Arkham Noir. Oh, that's Which is good. Uh, a solo player game. Right. Um it's basically a very elaborate form of um solitaire. Oh really. Okay. Look like a card game you can sit and play with yourself. Right. But it's um based on HP Lovecraft stuff. Oh right, okay. And he's like a private investigator. It's all set in like a noir kind of, uh, you know, 30s kind of vibe. And right. he's investigating these different cases. He's been brought oh. in okay. as a specialist because all these people have gone missing. Right. The cops can't figure it out, so they brought him in because he's an expert in dealing with weird stuff. Right. So <clears throat> you've got these cases that you need to sort of resolve. Mm. And you've got five leads that you that get you started. Yeah. And you, it's basically a sort of like a card matching kind of process. Um, but it's really good. It's a really yeah. nice thing to, it's really atmospheric and there's really nice black and white artwork on the cards. Right. And um, lots of different nods to things from the books. That is and, cool. Um, it's quite what tough as well. It's quite a tough game to play. Right. Um, I thought you were going to say it was Batman with the mention of Arkham. Yeah, so. well, that's where Batman got Arkham from, was from the Lovecraft right. stories. Yeah. Because Arkham was a, a town that he made up in Massachusetts where um, ah. a lot of his stories are set. Oh, right, okay. Um, that's where the Miskatonic University is, where which houses the Necronomicon amongst its collection of forbidden works. Oh. And that's where a lot of characters in the books are either professors there or they go there to find clues for for whatever's yeah. going on so wow. yeah it's all set around Arkham and Salem and yeah. there's other little towns like Innsmouth which are the, the story of the shadow over Innsmouth one of the best ones Okay, about a, a weird town this guy finds himself in with people that seem to be like half fish whoa it's all yeah it's brilliant it's a bit like the oh. old Sheppy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that it's from the sound of things <laughs> But um, yeah, so people. oh, talking of that, we've got a gig coming up on um, OC Island. Are you aware of OC Island? It's near oh you, I think. God, off, OC off Island. It's off the coast of Essex, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to watch. You've got to watch before you go. Yeah, to OC Island, you've got to watch um, this uh, 
Jude Law thing. Right. I'm sure it's probably still available on Sky. Mm. Um, called, I think it's called Three Days. Okay. And it's actually set on OC Island. Oh, okay. No, the third day, it's called. Because there's a causeway to get there. We have to get there, yeah. like, in the morning. Yeah. Because then the, the, the road disappears under the sea and you're yeah. stuck on the island until, like, the following morning. Yeah. And you can, apparently there's a window during the night, but it's not advised because there's no lights along the road. You've basically yeah, got to drive along a road with the sea each side in the yes. dark. Mm. So we've got accommodation overnight and then we're going to be setting off the next morning. Oh, cool. Oh my God, you've definitely got to watch the third day. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally, the whole of the story is about O.C. Island. Right, awesome. And... um yeah, you, yeah, no, seriously, watch that before okay. you go. It'll scare the shit out of you. Oh, is it a scary one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Third yeah, day. you'll really enjoy it. That's Jude Law, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and, no, and Naomi Harris. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch that. I'll recommend it to the band as well. Yeah, yeah, get them to watch it too, because it'll <laughs> add to the thrill of being there. Yeah. Because you're right, it isn't, it isn't far from... I, I mean, I to be honest, I've never been to that bit of the coast where the connection. Because I don't think there's much on Ocean Island. It's a kind of it's a no, nature reserve on there or something. I don't know. It looks like there. Well, there's a wedding venue, right? It's really okay. lovely looking house with lovely grounds and everything. And I think there's a really good recording studio there as well. Well, I have a funny feeling that even the buildings in the third day yeah. are used, like it, the pub. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there's only a few buildings there. Looking yeah. at the pictures of it, it's a very small island. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, it's a tiny island. Oh, you've definitely got to watch that. That's great. Oh, it's good. That's good fodder for uh, my um, my horror writing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I like the whole idea of that being cut off, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me know what you make of that. Yeah. How uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure when it is. I think it's later this month. Okay. But um, cool. yeah, I'll keep you posted on that one. Yeah, no, let me know. I was going to say to you, I've uh, I, I watched. Um, I, I've, funnily enough, I've always found Jude Law a bit of a kind of take it or leave it kind of actor. Okay. You know, he's because he's he sometimes just I think it's just the roles he's type or typically t- uh, typecast into, which is sort of arrogant middle class or upper class chap type of right. thing. Right, but um, he's brilliant in in the third day. Okay, but he's even more brilliant in a series um, that was on Sky ages ago called The Young Pope. Okay, and uh, so I think there's probably something. Something being raised a Catholic makes a difference, I suspect, to this stuff. But right, right, it yeah. is it is for me after watching that. See, there's two series actually. Um, there's a young pope and then the two popes, but um, oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's 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 ba- they're directed by an Italian director called Paolo Sorrentino, mm. who is an extraordinary man. He's making he's uh, he says oh, this is a re- this is a true true story, but just extraordinary that Paolo Sorrentino um, is a massive Maradona fan. Okay, uh, from the days that when Maradona played for for Roma. I think it was Roma. Was it Roma? Anyway, whatever club Maradona played for, he's mm. his hero, absolute hero. 
Right. But part of the reason he's his hero, and this is just so weird and extraordinary, is that one weekend his parents said to him, are you going to come away with us for the weekend? And he's like, no, I'm going to see Maradona. Right. And his parents went away for the weekend, and they died in a carbon monoxide, monoxide oh, accident. And had he gone with them, he would have died as well. Wow. And he, and he always says that Maradona saved his life. Wow. But in the, in the young pope and the two popes, the, 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 the sort of Christian, you know, religion, God thing is, is portrayed really positively, which right. you don't really, you don't really get in, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? You don't, yeah. you don't get, you know, we don't, we don't make stuff as if God might be real. <laughs> I know that sounds really strange, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. This drive is beautiful to look at. It's absolutely beautiful. Like it is full of kind of that. There's a kind of I always think with Catholicism. There's such a massive amount of repression. Oh yeah. <laughs> Particularly sexual repression. Mm. That Sorrentino doesn't worry about that. Right. You know. It. it, it you know. And, that, and that's what's really enjoyable about watching his stuff because. You know, he he, he he doesn't. In certain bits, he doesn't. You know, if you were being really truly religious, then you'd be a priest, and you'd be, you know, uh, you know, you kind of be celibate and all that. <laughs> he doesn't really care about that side of things, but he does play on this kind of God exists thing, okay. and so I think if Jude Law was actually the Pope, <laughs> um, in in Paolo Sorrentino's world. Right. then you'd have a lot more Catholics. <laughs> and and not only would you have a lot more Catholics, you would you would have almost oddly enough, he the the story is told so fantastically well. You would have people uh, literally far more Catholics in the street taking people to church and all that. Right, because right. He, it, it it's a brilliant, brilliant TV series. Okay. And then uh and then this, in the second series, um, John Malkovich gets involved, and I think, I think John Malkovich, when he got this role, he he probably sat there. You know how John Malkovich is. He probably sat there and went, "I'm going to be the best pope ever." <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely loves it. <laughs> you, you, when you're watching, he was like, "Oh my God, John, you are you are just." Oh, embracing this, I am the Pope, and and uh, you know, in a way that's not right, really. In a way, there's this amazing scene with Sharon Stone as well, where because that's the sort of program it is. Sharon Stone rocks up to see the Pope, obviously. Okay, yeah. You know, and of course, because John Malkovich is the Pope, he's like, "You're letting her in. I want Sharon Stone in here now." And um, and it's just honestly, it is absolutely brilliant. It is, um, yeah. I, I, and I, 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 it. The funny thing is, I started watching it. The first episode is a bit, almost too quirky. Um, and Kate's like, I don't want to watch this. I was like, okay, I'll carry on with it. And it gets better and better and better. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd recommend it to anyone. Don't don't expect it to be a. You know, it's it's not Marvel. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, but but it is. Uh, there's something to it that's just wonderful, and so Paolo Sorrentino has been given the money now to make a film uh, about Maradona, which 
wow. can't wait to see that. He made a he made a film called um, <laughs> The Great Beauty, which is about an aging bloke in Rome who's a bit of a socialite, and uh, it's it happens to be my accountant's favourite film. He loves this film. Right. And my accountant is exactly as you would expect from an accountant. Yeah. He's got he's got a hat collection. That's okay. that's the sort of man he is. Okay. First editions, hat collection, and a massive lover of of the great beauty, which right. I think won best foreign film Oscar from I don't know a few years ago, sort of uh, maybe noughties. Um, and uh, and actually, if you watch the film with your with, with my, my accountant David's <laughs> in mind, you think. Right. Yeah, David, you've um, there's more going on there than <laughs> the eye. <laughs> and uh, and then there's another film of his I haven't seen yet, which is Michael Caine, where he plays a, a, an aging um, uh, conduct orchestra conduct, which I really must see. Um, All right, but um, I, I, that's another film to catch up with. But um, yeah, I've been meaning to mention it to you because it because yeah. So Jude Law is now I think he's awesome. Yeah. Just absolutely awesome. He's so brilliant in this. And I know you shouldn't, you know, think about an actor because of the roles they play. Yeah. Um, but the he's just wonderful in that. Brilliant. So much to be recommended in that. Cool. Well, I'll definitely watch that. Yeah, you sh- yeah, you really should. I'd be yeah. interested to I just know what you thought of it. Yes. Yeah. Um I actually think it f- it f- this still sort of idea that I, I think it would be great, actually, weirdly. When I watched it, I thought, God, it would be great. God, he says, God, it would be great if God actually did exist. Right. <laughs> that <might> sound controversial. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool? Because you could have miracles and you could explain them. And if your faith was strong enough, you actually would achieve certain things. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, yeah. maybe there's, a, there's still a bit of an agnostic in me that, you know, slightly <laughs> pines for this type right. of thing. Right. I don't know. It's, it definitely fed something in my yeah. Catholic upbringing. That well, felt. you know that 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 stuff goes deep, man. It does. It really does. It's yeah. uh, Catholic. The Catholic upbringing is something you, I don't think many people entirely ever shed. No. Uh, it it, it kind of caught me by surprise, actually. Mm. How the emotion of of the whole thing, I I I didn't realize it would kind of get me as much as it did. There you go. Life's a <laughs> cool. journey of discovery, isn't it? It certainly is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I discovered this week? Um, oh, discovered that the sound quality in here is slightly better because I've got these gigantic shelving units now. Oh, yeah, from the Batcave. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've got them the other side as well now. Hang on, let oh, me yeah. Let me move there. So I've got those ones behind me. And then I've got some there as well that go all yes. the way up there. Whoa. So I'm like enclosed now in my little studio, which is really yeah. nice. Sorry, I got a bit close to the mic then. Might Ooh. sound a bit too sexy if I do that. I have to I back know. off a little bit. Someone might faint. It's not one Please of them don't drive of, while you're listening. Them, yeah, it's not one of them type of shows. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Mm. Go in any direction. <laughs> Oh, I um, I have ploughed on with um, Grant Morrison's Super Gods. Oh, you have, yeah. Uh, on audio, I've got I've still got eleven hours to go. Wow. But he he is um, 
I think I, put, I said to you, but the first chapter, I thought, oh, is he, is he actually going to get on my nerves? Because he's a very wordy, descriptive guy. Right. Um, but actually, his... I mean, it's not him reading it, it's the other bloke, but he, it is... He loves comics so much mm. that I love it. Yeah. And and his descriptions of the, the golden age and the silver age, I've just come in through to Stan Lee and stuff. Mm. And um, it's... I'm actually really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Just finding it... Because he intercuts the... He's basically... He's, he's a history of comics, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, but slightly through the Grant Morrison, you know, it's like crazy channel. Yeah. And he finds he finds all the craziest bits, really. In right, yeah, yeah. Because in the, in the sort of post-war McCarthyism comic code introduction era... Right. Where they were trying to play everything down, it it was almost like they let let their sort of Freudian psyche go nuts. Mm. So um, there's one story of Superman where apparently he gets a new power, and the new power is that he can create a six-inch Superman replica in his hand. <laughs> okay. And the six-inch replica Superman can do everything he can do, and oh. it turns out slightly better. <laughs> but whilst his <laughs> Superman is off doing everything. Yeah. He doesn't have any powers. Right. So <laughs> in the end, he gets really pissed off with his six inch version of us. Tiny Superman. <laughs> well, it doesn't let him out again. So <laughs> I don't want to go back in the box. Get back in the box. I don't want to go back in the box. <laughs> I'm Superman. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's bizarre. So basically, he's saying that the editor at DC during that time was in was having a lot of analysis done. He was he was in the in the psychiatrist's couch. Right, right. And all this weird <laughs> stuff that was in right. his brain was being projected into comics at the time, <laughs> and it was all bonkers. Wow. And um, and I'm just at the bit where, funnily enough, this is one of Grant Morrison's kind of theories which is kind of interesting one is that comics are actually further ahead of most thinking because they're just a creative world so because dc effectively had comics in their own worlds and then they thought they'd interlock them through uh the multiverse Mm. he's basically saying look and then scientists eventually realized there might actually be a multiverse right and clearly, I think Grant Morrison sort of does believe there's a multiverse. I'm sure he does. He, and um, he's sort of saying, well, you know, the, finally the scientists caught up with the comics. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been um, yeah, really interesting. Well, I've got my, um, it's July now, so I've got my new Audible credit that I can spend. So hey. I'll get it this month. Oh, yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still working my way through other minds. Oh yeah, the yeah. Uh, the octopus intelligence book. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Just got through a bit about um, how cuttlefish can change, an octopus can change color so rapidly, right. and sort of into the sort of biology of how that actually works, right. which is really interesting. Because they did, you've seen them, haven't you? The way they can sort of magically change oh. color. It's and they have like the waves of color traveling through them, and yeah, you know, he describes how uh, one giant cuttlefish he observed um, one half of it was strobing black and white to c- communicate 
uh, with another cuttlefish. Wow. While the other half of it was still like a sort of sandy color, camouflaged from the the ocean side. Right. <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, they've got different layers of skin with different types of cells in them. Right. And some um, are filled with a pigment, so they contract and expand to reveal different amounts of those colors. Mm. And then below that, there's um, a reflective layer that reflects yeah. the colors from the cells above. Yeah. But um, refracts them so they become other colors. Whoa. It's like a stack of mirrors almost, like a stack of lenses. Wow. And then under that, there's a, a bottom sort of reflective mirror surface that reflects um, light from that's coming in. Right. So yeah, it's just mental, and and there's th there's millions of these cells in each of you know in its skin, right? And it's able to operate them all consciously or unconsciously. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, but yeah, fascinating book. Really interesting. That's amazing, isn't it? That stuff. Yeah, I finished that um, thriller that I mentioned last week. I think it's called, I'm just trying to remind myself what the bloody name of it was, but anyway. Um, the one that they make into a film with Denzel Washington, where it, it turns out, even in the book, that they say the guy looks like Denzel Washington. Oh, right. It's <laughs> too much. And it's, it's got a wonderful creeping paranoia um, where you don't know what's going on. And, and ultimately, it's difficult to, to say anything more about it. Right. But it's a pretty good read. Hmm. I don't know whether I was. It, it, it's kind of almost, almost too cleverly well written in a way, right? Um, but I, I, I certainly enjoyed it. It wasn't a long read in the end, which is which is good. Um, mm. But um, so uh, I've, I've got um, I've got I've got lent three books by a mate of mine in the village. Who. <laughs> He's he's uh, his mate of mine. I met him because when I was a school governor, he was a school governor, and he used to be an Ofsted inspector. So he's uh, he's kind of retired from teaching, right. and um, he's a fantastic guy. Um, but he's just done a PhD in uh, English literature for from the 18th century. In fact, two very specific points in the 18th no 19th century, I should say 18 something to 18 something else. And when I was a bit like, so why? And he goes, well. It's Dickens, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm such a fool. <laughs> um, but he, he keeps lending me books. He, he lent me the Robert Harris uh, books. Right, and, right. Um, so I've got another one of his, An Officer, Officer and a Spy, I think it's called. Okay. And he's lent me a couple of Rose Tremaine books that I think he thinks I'm going to like. So, hey, okay. I'll give him a whirl. Yeah, nice. Um, but... Um, but it's one of those things when you borrow a book. I, I feel I, I feel a sort of sense of duty. <laughs> Firstly, yeah. read it and secondly, yeah. give it back. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then not hang on to it too long because otherwise people just forget. And Because yeah. that's happened to me before. I've lent books yeah. and never seen them again. But. Yeah, I've actually found a couple of books. When I was sorting through all my old stuff, I found a couple of books that, uh, that, I'd bought, that somebody had lent me. Cool two different people so i need to find out where they live now so i can send them back to them all these yeah, years yeah. later 
<laughs> I felt really bad about it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, that reminds me of um, I w- I've been reading some more Invincible. Oh, good. And yeah, how's it looking? Yeah, it's good. I'm on volume six of the books. So oh, I don't wow. know how that okay. translates in issues. Mm. I don't know how far you've got. I haven't touched it since the series end, but I need to get back into it because yeah. um, I'm happy to read ahead in the comic form. Yeah. Um, oh, I won't say any more then. Okay. All right. But yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just hit quite a big moment. I was like, oh, hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of surprises ahead, I think. Did we... Is it finished now, Invincible? Or is it yeah, still... Yeah, oh, no, it's finished, yeah. And it pro- yeah. apparently it finishes properly as well. It's got a proper ending. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Compendium cool. 3 is the, the end of it. Right. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Mm. I, um, I see that the new Chris Pratt film's out on Amazon Prime today. Yes, The Tomorrow, Tomorrow War. War. Yeah. We'll have to have a look at that this week and uh, maybe talk about it next yeah. week. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely watch it this week. I, I love an alien invasion sci-fi movie, you know, fighting around the streets and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Too right. And so um, I'm hoping it's good. I like Chris Pratt as well. I just think he's great fun. Yeah. He seems to get some, he gets some grief, doesn't he? Because I think he's a Republican. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I think Which, so. Hey, yeah. Yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion, aren't they? You know what I mean? I it seems a bit so, harsh. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it just seems odd somebody in the arts really leaning that way, but well, he, he's married to one of the Kennedys, isn't he? He's married to a Kennedy, right? Okay, which I would have thought would make him a Democrat. Well, yeah, but oh no, hang on, she, he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh, right, okay, because Schwarzenegger married a Kennedy, right? So, uh, and of course, Schwarzenegger is a Republic Republican. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't pay to get too associated with any political field in this sort of acting world, does it? Not really. I think you you're know, better off keeping it under your hat, aren't you, really? All that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but then, you know, some people feel it gives them a platform to, you know, yeah, promote what they think is right or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, count on that. But as a, as a, as a, you know, as a actor, he's very watchable, likable oh, kind of guy. Yeah, he's funny. I just, I, I am a little concerned that this is going to be rubbish, though. Yeah, it, it has a whiff of that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Which, weirdly, I don't mind a rubbish film as long as, as long as it's kind of enjoyable rubbish. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, like Army of the Dead, for example. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> enjoyable rubbish. After hey. like, after like, we slated it there and back in. There again and back again last time. Um, I bumped into a mate of mine and we were chatting and he goes, you seen Army of the Dead? I went, yeah. He goes, it's good, isn't it? I went, and I said, I found myself saying, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Because it is, really. Well, um, when we, But when we I wouldn't it. say it was good. I no. sort of sidestepped good yeah. and said, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm 1. surprised. 1.5 speed. At the end, Amy said to me, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because I, I don't think her expectations were very high at all. No, they weren't. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the key. Yeah. I think it also depends. A lot it's so mood dependent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like fun. music. Like 
you, you can watch TV or watch a movie. Mm. And it depends what frame of mind you're in. You can, to how you're going to enjoy it Yeah. quite often. I mean, sometimes there's something that you just cannot resist. It doesn't really matter what mood you're in. It's so good that it's just yeah. going to transport you. Yeah. But other times, if if it's not a massively engaging film, mm. you can go either way with it, really, can't you? Depending on what yeah. sort of mindset you've got, yeah, you can be sort of thinking, yeah, hell yeah, not really in the mood for this, and sort of be more dis sort of dismissive, I guess. Or you could be like, I'm really up for something like this. Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily great. Yeah. So I think that can make a bit of a difference. I mean, I, Lord I, knows I've changed my tune on 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 so many movies over the years, particularly the the Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was such a like champion for all the um, mm. all pretty much all of them. I think like the prequels and the sequels for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Because I love Star Wars so much and I wanted them to be good. Yeah. And then Same very there. quickly the, the scales fell from my eyes and I was like, no, actually they're not yeah. that good at yeah. all. Uh, yeah. But we've had that chat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I sometimes find with some of this, I, I always think, there's a, there's a film, in the, have you ever seen The Phantom Thread? I the, haven't seen it. I've heard good things about it. Well, I wouldn't bother. Really? Honestly, I thought it was utter shite. Because Commode I, raves about it, doesn't oh, he? Oh, I know, I know. But, that's but he's some, not some, always right, is he? He's often... Well... I don't always agree with him. No, neither do I. And I think it's, it's, I think it's possibly a critic's eye. Where okay. You see so much stuff. Yeah. And you see a lot of stuff that, you know, like you and I, we would, you know, we'd go and see a Marvel film because it's a Marvel film that's coming out and yeah. it's very exciting yeah. I would really enjoy it mm. because it's it's wonderful popcorn entertainment. You're going to laugh. Yeah. You're going to cry. You know, it's got all. Yeah. It's got lots of action. It's going to keep you gripped. Yeah. Um, and then if you're a critic, you see those films and you just think, oh, actually, it's a comic. It's just turned into it. It's, it's you know. Yeah. Whereas they don't necessarily appreciate the underlying art. Maybe most people don't. I don't know. Mm. And then, but something like the Phantom Thread comes along, which is slow, and. The acting's very good. Mm. And the set design. Oh, the set mm. design. <laughs> and the speed the camera moves. I like this guy. Who's this guy? Who's this posh film critic guy? I like him. This is... Oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> and it, it just... I try, I'm sitting there thinking, this is like watching paint dry. <laughs> I, can, I can see that it looks great, you know? Daniel Day-Lewis has got a new accent and <laughs> embodied it for the last 12 months. His poor wife. Oh, but when he turns up on set, he's got a walking stick. Oh, Daniel. Um, you know, it's, it's just, and you can see that's how it's been done. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely crafted movie. Yeah. But honestly, that film, I, I just think, I, I weirdly I, I I I take against a film fairly early on. That's my issue sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And when you see a, I mean, Phantom Thread is about a bloke who's incredibly successful, mm. but an ass. Right. And and you just think, uh, why do I want to watch this? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm not seeing anything that's redeeming him either. Yeah. 
And um, oh yeah, I didn't. I yeah. And yet, there will be blood, which is that's it's Paul Thomas Anderson, isn't it? These films, I think. Right, I think Phantom right. Thread is. I think yeah. It is. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I really enjoyed that because that's Daniel Day Lewis in a kind of much more gruff, butch action. Not not necessarily action, but again, he's worked on his accent for twelve months. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got his limp built into his walking style. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just but but there's something quite gloriously colourful about that film. Right. Phantom Thread is even dry in terms of its colour palette. Right, right. But I could see why Kermode and the kind of older critics would. Oh, yeah. oh, oh darling, it's just wonderful. Uh. Um, <laughs> didn't get it. Right. Didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know. Because um, did you ever watch that that thing? Uh, is it the Master about? Um, it's. It's it's got Joaquin Phoenix, and he uh, is he's he's finished the war, and then he, and basically it's the start of Scientology. All oh, right, okay. Uh, no, and, I've not uh, seen that. It, well, again, a little bit Phantom Thready in a way. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, some of, some of it you just think, oh god, really? Why do people make films about shit like this? Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, the name of the actor who plays the master, though the the, the master of the as in the master of this in this film, yeah, um, is that actor who died, the sort of blonde haired chap um, who played Truman Capote. Um, oh, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, um, maybe John from the future can come in. And <laughs> he, he's, he's he's really good at it. He's he's brilliant. Um, but or th- maybe Rob again, more from the future, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's good to be out there somewhere. Hello, it's Rob from the future. My voice is slightly different because that's how it is when you're older <laughs> in the future. The actor you've forgotten, Rob and John, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Come on. Dear, oh dear. Bye. Um, but it's yeah, helpful, I, I, helpful I, having the backup when we're getting old and forgetful, isn't it? Of like really <laughs> obvious things. It's never yeah. anything obscure. It's like something no. that we should totally know. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um, Tomorrow War has all the makings of a, what looks like a rubbish film, but it'd be quite good fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's we've got to go into it that way, haven't we? We've got to think, right, this is going to be a pile of plops. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully be pleasantly pleased with what comes out. No, that yeah. sounds wrong, talking about plops and things coming out. <laughs> it's a strange metaphor. Yeah. It works. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, yeah, let's watch that and then talk about it next week. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so, the, the other thing, did you see that there's this series of three horror films on Netflix? Uh, no, I didn't. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, it, it does. It's, sort, it's the sort of thing that actually could be quite make for quite a quirky summer if you follow it. What, they drop in like a trilogy? Yeah. What, yeah. One at a time or all at once? One at a time. Okay. Over the course of the next few months. I've got it here. Fear Street, I think it's called. Oh, Fear. yeah, I did see something about that. Is yeah. that what that Fear, is? Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Okay. So that's the first film, Hour right. 45. 
Right. And I think it's... Yeah, so then we get Fear Street Part 2 comes out... Uh, oh, hang on, 9th of July. Well, they must be coming out really quick after one another. Right. And this is Part 3 on the... Sixteenth of July. So literally, the next few weeks we get three movies in a row. Um, which, yeah, well that's quirky, isn't it? So um, might be worth watching those. Look a bit scary, but hey. Okay, well that sounds good. I like a I like a horror, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really good. My problem is getting anyone to watch them with me. They're all. Even Jack's a bit scaredy cat on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's go. um, oh, it's it's reminded me actually of um a really good um podcast. Oh yeah, called the No Sleep Podcast. <laughs> yeah, which is a Sounds horror good. podcast. It's really good. Ooh. Um, and um, I I thoroughly recommend um checking that out particularly a story called pen pal pen pal yeah on the no sleep podcast you'll find it um in season one i think of uh of the no sleep podcast yeah it's a story called pen pal and it's one of the creepiest things ever that's that's really good did you did you ever see any of that was it Neil Gaiman Presents? Did you ever see any of that? Uh, it's like know. a little TV series. I don't think it had about three episodes. Right. Is it a sort of Twilight Zone type thing? The first story, honestly, it just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Something about it. One of those tales where basically kids are on their bikes in the woods or walking through the woods. Hmm. And um, maybe, yeah, maybe I've got, I've got something about that that makes me particularly scared, given my Blair Witch terrifiedness. But, mm. oh, it's, it's, it's mighty creepy. Okay. Just mighty creepy. And with a kind of shot. You know, there's, sometimes in a horror film, mm. there's a shot that just is really, really frightening. Yeah, yeah. It's got one of them in there. Okay, brilliant. Oh, I have to check, try and find that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they... I always thought that might catch on a bit, a bit like sort of Tales of the Unexpected type thing, but mm. I'm not sure it did. Right. Or COVID happened or something, I don't know. Right, right. Um. Oh, something else I was going to ask you about. Total, total oh, yeah. change of subject. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of a couple of British comedy characters. Right. And I'm just interested to see if you've ever come across them. They they have been on Radio 4 for a number of years. I don't know if you ever listened to any Radio 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's John Shuttleworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Count Arthur Strong. Oh, man, yeah. Have you checked them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of both. <laughs> oh, on, brilliant. On the radio. I mean, oh, so Count, good. Count Arthur Strong. I've, uh, but did you see it when it got turned into a TV show? I was going to talk to you about that, yeah. Because, I, I mean, for me, I mean, I thought the radio show, Count Arthur Strong, yeah. that 
that whole thing about his memory. Yeah, yeah. And he, Mixing <laughs> his words up and stuff. One of the funniest things ever. Yeah. I don't like to but, blow my own trumpet up myself. <laughs> One of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> but I so when it came on the telly, I thought, oh, oh this is just going to be magic. And yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't like it. You didn't like it, really? Okay. I, it was all right. It's on Netflix now, all three seasons. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I just found the radio show. There was something about not seeing them. Right. Right. And his wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to work so much better on radio. Right. Than it did in real life. Got you. Got you. I don't. What did you. I mean. I. The you, TV show is very different. Yes. It's not it quite as. Um, uh, quite often in the radio show, he's getting more and more drunk as the episode progresses. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he normally ends up in a like a, an alcohol fueled rage at something utterly <laughs> inconsequential. Yeah. Um, but they cut a lot of the the alcohol bit out of the TV show, and they tried yeah. to kind of do something different because he wrote it with Steve Delaney's the guy behind the character. Right. Okay. Um, and he wrote the TV show with Graham Linehan from Father Ted. Right. And the okay. IT crowd and. Um, Big Train, if you ever watched that. You know, I never watched Big Train. Yeah. And um, it's a little sketch show, very funny, right. okay. really good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got a much more of um, they bring out a different side of the character really, and mm. make him kind of more endearing. Yeah. Rather than this sort of, just a bit of a nightmare that he is on the show <laughs> on the radio. So yeah, they're two quite different yeah. versions of the character. I guess but I really also, like the TV show because I like right. Rory Kinnear a lot. I like And Rory he's Kinnear. very good in it. It's nice to see him in a comedic role. Yeah. And a lot of the supporting characters are great. And it's one of those things, I, I think it's, I don't know, there's a real charm to the TV show. It's, it feels like a very old school kind of sitcom. Yeah. Which I really love. Yeah, it did have a lot of that good... I mean, I thought the stuff in the cafe was good and the characters yeah. in the cafe were great. Yeah. And there's there's one where he, he goes on a flying lesson. That's <laughs> that's really good. That's got one of my favourite comedy scenes ever in it. Because <laughs> he arrives at this airport and uh, bumps into this other chap, this younger guy, and they get mixed up and the young guy thinks that Count Arthur's the instructor and Count Arthur thinks that he's the instructor <laughs> of course and so there's this really fantastically awkward moment where they're just sort of waiting for the other one to take charge of the situation and, and lead them to the plane for their lesson <laughs> so there's this delightful moment where like one sort of goes to move and then the other one goes to move and they're sort of it's just brilliant and they walk all the way out across the airfield to this plane and they keep sort of just slightly pausing just waiting for the other one to go first it's so brilliant it's so, it's it's just wonderfully done and then they get in the plane they're clearly two guys who've never flown a plane before <laughs> they managed to get up in the air it's oh it's so good 
it's really funny. <laughs> and then there's a moment when they're in the air when they realise what's happened. <laughs> Oh, God. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Oh, maybe I should have carried on with I it. Think, a bit yeah, more. maybe maybe give it a few because yeah. it's. Um, I think yeah. it. I think it can grow on you. The TV show, you you develop an affection. Yeah, and I think. I think if you. I think knowing that that's where they're coming from. Mm. Is like a, a. Oh, hello. Oh, it's the phone. Oh, what do I do with it? I'll stop it. I've hung up. It's alright, you can answer mm. it if you want, mate. We can always pause. Uh, let me see, I bet... Oh, yeah. It's gone to answer machine. Oh. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Ah, they've hung up. Okay. Can't be that um, important. I think it was a, from abroad. Oh, it's right. a 007 number. So. Oh, right. oh, James Bond calling up. Was it? Yeah, probably. Right. You, get, you get used to it. Needs, needs a bit of help with his insurance. It's got to be high, isn't it? Flipping it. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, that actually probably my ideal client with lots of claims. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, very high premiums. I can yeah. do right out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and John Shuttleworth. Yeah, I'm just kind of think, trying to think of. Um, I, you know, I know I've I've heard him, but yeah. did that ever did that ever His, come to TV? Uh, not really, although he does radio. wonderfully appear in an episode in season three of Count Arthur Strong where these two giants, these two titans of of my comedy pantheon finally meet face finally to face. Meet. Yeah. Um, now, he's uh, Sheffield's finer, finest singer-songwriter. He, he, oh. he play, he's a middle-aged man with a, with a Casio keyboard. Oh, yeah. That he can't yeah. play particularly well and he writes these these songs on it that he's very serious about that are completely stupid <laughs> he did he tried he did a thing uh where he made a bid for a eurovision song called pigeons in flight <laughs> and it's just another wonderfully observed character um, well, you've you've got to be good at it haven't you to be funny at it it's so good and and yeah. like the songs he does one called um two margarines uh, about the lyrics go two margarines on the go it's a nightmare scenario <laughs> talking about the dilemma of having two opened margarines in your fridge <laughs> and it's all this comedy about about everyday minutiae do you know what i mean just kind yeah. of like just everyday things and he just finds this amazing comedy in it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, good have, and there's I have, a, I'm sure I've heard him I'll, I'll put I'll put some links in for a couple of these and then there's yeah. um, Can't Go Back to Savory Now <laughs> which is a story about <laughs> how his wife had made this lovely shepherd's pie and peas for their tea and they, they tucked in and um, <laughs> and he'd finished his and he'd started on his pudding and then but his daughter Karen decided that she didn't want to eat any more of her shepherd's pie. And he was, he was really tempted to go back and finish hers off, but he felt he couldn't go back to savoury because he'd already started on his pudding. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's so yeah. brilliant. It's, it's so simple good. simple things, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And he did, he, did yeah. Another, he, does, he did another short series about um, exploring the unexplained. And he'd get a celebrity on the phone, a sort of minor celebrity on the phone, to talk to them about UFOs or ghosts or whatever. 
But yeah, honestly, he's, he's so good. I love him. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought I'd see if you were into that as well. I've seen them both live, actually. I've oh, been have to you? see them live, yeah. I love live comedy and uh, yeah. yeah, they're brilliant live, both of them. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what it was about seeing Count Arthur Strong. And <laughs> I, I think I had a different man in my head uh, okay. from the radio okay. show. Right. So right. when I saw him... It just didn't compute for me. Got you. Like, that, that can't be the... But although, right, obviously, right. it's the same voice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Same, that was, that was same guy. Weird hang-up. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did we get any correspondence this week, or are we... Um... Mail. So, yeah, we got some, uh, <laughs> some email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one is uh, a voicemail from John O'Neill. Hey. Have you pressed play yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three, oh three two, one, here it comes. All right, this is John O'Neill from Boston, and i got a really important question for you guys. This is a really important one this week. Is there <laughs> any particular food that you guys eat, you know, individually, that really make you fart. I tell you, if I eat bananas, I, you could put me in a sailboat and I could just make enough wind to go all the way to England and back, you know? Oh. Is he being a uh, fellow sobriety test again? <laughs> I Maybe think it's the, the, wind, the wind noises actually make that, don't they? That is just. Uh, that's a great little. That's a, that's a great message. voice, man. Thanks, yeah. John. Um, yeah, so, windy pops. <laughs> what happens there? Well, I mean, I'm lentils all the way. Lentil man. All the way. That is my uh, nemesis. Oh, and lager, obviously. Lager, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Mine would seem to be dairy and Guinness. It's an interesting combination. All. Yeah, either or or both. <laughs> <laughs> both That'd be an interesting deadly. drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so um yeah, I've um I've not been eating dairy and then when I did eat some, boy the farts. Because I've noticed not eating it, I was hardly farting at all. It was one of the things I thought, Oh, I'm not really farting anymore. I wonder why that is and then I had some dairy and then I realised. Yeah. I kinda get the build up. If we eat lots of vegetarian mm. food, which we have been, because Jack's yeah. a veggie now, um, mm. just because just it's more convenient, despite Amy's irritation that somehow we've changed <laughs> our diet for one individual in the house. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's like three or four days of lentil-based food, and I am properly, you know, letting loose. But I, it, it definitely, um, I feel so much lighter, not lighter, I suppose, but less full when I really let everything go. It's a wonderful yeah. feeling. Yeah. I like that. Pretty get your personal best on your runs as well. You know what? That That's true. This morning I was on my bike on my turbo and uh, and I had to sort of stop pedalling for a few moments just to release the air. I release the build-up. And uh, Which I always think when I'm on the road, it must be adding some kind of, you know, yeah. propulsion. Yeah, jet propulsion, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to help. Like John with his sailboat. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Um, just yeah. <laughs> just ruin that film dead calm wouldn't it just get that sailboat <laughs> moving again too quickly 
Oh, look at Sam Neill suddenly. Oh, no. It would be better if Nicole Kidman had farted really badly in the production <laughs> and they kept that in and the boat started moving. That would have been awesome. Or just moved a tiny bit and she looked all embarrassed. <laughs> is that is that too much sun, Nicole, or are you actually yeah. properly red, red-faced? <laughs> cool. And then we've got another one, haven't we? And we, yeah, so thanks, John. That was uh, another great question. And uh, yeah, watch out on those bananas, fella. <laughs> and um, yeah, we got another one from uh, superstar agent friend, um, Steve Knowles. He's managed to secure another audio from a member of the Star Trek The Next Generation crew. One we've not heard from for a few episodes. Um, seems to be having some kind of audio issue, so be warned. Okay. Um, but let's uh, let's let's see what we've got here. Three, two, one. Yes, that's feeding uh, Cam Labra with Matt Damon in his pants. Bloody lovely, isn't it? Oh, hello there, Electric Shop Boy. How goes it? It's uh, Brent Spiner, all the way from the US of A. Speaking to you. Tiny Marlo. And how goes it? It's been a long time since I've beaten to you guys. Speaking, spoken even. Oh, my God, I've been on the Fosters today. I'm bloody pissed. But, you know, that's how it goes, isn't it? you got to take the rough with the smooth, man. Um, so, yeah, so, since I uh, saw you last, we've got a big uh, lead on where Patrick Stewart is. Yeah, we've heard from certain people that he's um, been taken in by some fellas who uh, live in a hut in the forest. Um, so we're all um, about to go up there, see if we can find him. Uh, yes, yeah, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? He's, he's been taken in by these fellas. I don't know, I haven't seen him for a while. Uh, we're we're going to go and see if we can find him. Anyway, so, Jason Donovan. Can't even know. Um, I've been listening... I haven't been listening at all. Nope. I've been reading this graphic... Uh, it's not a graphic novel either. It's comic. Nope. It's not a graphic novel. I don't think three issues of a comic could be a graphic novel, could it? No. Well, blimey. Pastors. It's called Mimetic. And it's by... Uh, it's written by this guy called James Tinian Four. Is he a robot? I don't fucking know. Sounds like one, doesn't he? Anyway, it's written by him, and it's drawn by Eric Donovan. <laughs> Is he Jason's brother? I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's this comic. It's three issues. I've read, I've read the first two issues, and, um, oh, what the hell's going on here? There's a diversion. Oh, this is really annoying. But anyway, uh, it's about this a memory. Meme? Meme. Well, how do you bloody pronounce it? I don't know. Um, yeah, so, uh, these people see this meme, whatever the bloody hell it's called, 
And they love it. They can't get enough of it, can they? No. They absolutely bloody love it. Um, and it makes them feel all nice and tingly inside. You know what I mean? Well, they've had a special night out with the with the with the with the uh, Sheila. And um, but you'll never guess what. About twelve hours later, they go mental and they start screaming and um, bloody going mental, I'm kidding anybody and everything. It's mad. I never know what to say after this. <laughs> They're so mad, don't they? <laughs> well, at least the search party's out for Sir Pat. Yeah. And, so that's uh, good. And Brett's Spiner's vocal range continues to be quite remarkable. Yeah, and, he's a very diverse <laughs> actor. And, you know, I'm, it's weird. I keep pronouncing James Tynan... It's James Tinian, isn't it? It is. is it? That's how it's spelled. I've been oh, okay. saying it wrong. Ah. James Tinian the Fourth. Right. Quite he's, a name. He's a. I mean, he is a really good writer. He writes. He's writing Batman at the moment. But he did. Uh, awesome. He did a, a really good run on Detective Comics, which I bought as a graphic novel, um, where he just wanted to kind of get more out of Tim Drake, the Third Robin, and uh, he really does. It's a really good story. But um, this looks really good. Meme. Yeah, it's a good concept. I like the idea of yeah. uh, a meme that, that sends people crazy. Yeah. And um, I definitely go with meme. Do you? Meme. Oh, yeah, I do. Rather and are you a me. GIF or a GIF person? Well, I've always been a GIF, but... Yeah, me too. Why would... It? Yeah. I was almost... Uh, yeah, no, it's JPEG, isn't it? Why would yeah. you go GIF with a GIF? I don't know. Yeah, Sif anyway these days, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Gets the uh, sink very clean, I've found. Yeah. Oh, and a Thor reference as well. Oh, yeah, good very good. to see her, wasn't it? It was nice to see, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, always, I always find it fascinating because as, as, you, you, you make these films, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and obviously mm. the actors are getting older, but yeah. in your kind of mind's eye, they're just always the same, aren't they? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she, I mean, she looked really well, I thought. She did, she's lovely. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that was quite entertaining. That kick repeatedly slapping him around the head <laughs> and kneeing him where it hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must be used to that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. One one other thing I was going to ask you about. Did you see the trailer for um, Foundation? Yes, I did. That new sci-fi thing coming to Apple. Yeah. Plus. It, it's a, um, is it an As- Asimov. Isaac Asimov? Yeah, yeah Asimov trilogy. Which yeah. I never got round to reading. I think I started reading the first one okay. years ago. Um, and for whatever reason, didn't get into it. But yeah. um, it's got some good people in it. And, and uh, it looks like they've put a lot of money into it. So yeah. it I'm all like into a, a massive space opera. I'm yeah. all about that. Uh, I know Kate has read it and she really thought it was fantastic so she's quite excited about this brilliant um, so uh, yeah that should be um, yeah I'm really looking forward to that it looks you can, we kind of could do with a good sci-fi epic now couldn't we yeah I think so yeah it, I do it, love them yeah it did make me think of The Expanse funnily enough when I was looking at it I thought yeah. thinking yeah still have it more looks quite, politi- <laughs> looks quite political doesn't it yeah yeah, right. I really need to finish season five. Sorry, John. Yeah, I need, well, I need to start watching it. I, 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 yeah. I've really enjoyed John's recommendations of listening to the two authors speak. So, um, yeah. So the final book in this, the series is out. It must be out soon, later this year, mm. as the ninth book. Right. So, um, but I, I got the impression that 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 the TV series is having a bit of a hiatus before it carries on. Is it? Uh, I think so. I might okay. be wrong about that. Right, right. Anyway, right, right. Well, so that's that's episode twenty, I guess. Twenty. Yeah. Can't believe it. Uh-huh. How did we do that? <laughs> How did that happen? Twenty chats, mate. Twenty weeks. Yeah. Back in touch. That's nah, magic, isn't it? Right, isn't it? Yeah. I think I still think we've got lots to discuss as well. Sometimes I'm. Listening yeah. to podcasts, and I think, oh, I must ask. I've got to ask John about that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then another yeah. week will go by, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't ask him about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. I get the same thing. <laughs> and sometimes I think, like this week, where I haven't really watched an awful lot of stuff, mm. I think, mm, are we gonna, are we gonna manage to fill a couple of hours? It's never a Easy. problem, is it? There's never always something else to talk about. Yeah, no, it's always good. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys, for sending in your voicemails. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks, Anybody guys. else wants to get in touch, get in touch with us at ooelectricshock at mail.com. Yeah. Be great, Be great to, hear, to hear, from you. hear from you. Yeah. Ooh, said the same thing then. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying not to just repeat everything you say. I'll, <laughs> I'll sort of re- hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wonderful right see you next time mate yeah Yeah. have a good uh, enjoy your weekend yeah and you oh and uh, yeah the next match is tomorrow night isn't it I'm at a wedding performing at a wedding yeah oh god yeah we were kind of hoping they were like a football you know into the football wedding party and it might somehow be on yeah and And apparently the bride uh Got back and said, oh, nobody's really that interested. Jesus, no. So we were trying to figure out, is there a way we could somehow have... The trouble is... Like a sneaky TV on on yeah. stage that we can keep an eye on that no one can see or or mm. pipe in 
you know, mm. radio commentary into our mix, yeah. <laughs> into our in-ear headphones so we can follow the game while we're playing. It's trouble with these people whose special yeah. day is they don't realise in they ruin everyone else's special day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all about you, isn't it, your yeah. wedding day? Yeah, God. Mm. I don't know. Just you're getting married. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Fingers England, crossed. England, Ukraine. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with that tomorrow night. I certainly... I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be watching it live, so yeah. Um, I guess we're going to have to just have a quick look on our phones in between sets and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, not be able to follow it, which would be a shame. Mm. Well, we 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 have uh, dinner with, at a friend's house in Ipswich, and um, it's it's sort of long overdue because actually tomorrow was going to be the revised date where this couple. So the chair, the, the CEO of my charity Homestart in Suffolk, right. Tara, she, I actually teed up at our ball, at the Homestart ball in 2019. Yeah. Right. So March 2019, I teed up for Andy, her fiance, to propose to marry her oh, okay. during the ball. Right. And oh, I was really nervous I was going to let something slip out. You know what I mean? Mm. This is, and, um, and it went down really well because people were actually crying at the oh, ball. Wow. They were so happy. Amazing. So they were going to get married last summer in July, of course, because mm. of COVID, it didn't happen. And then they were going to get married this tomorrow. Um, but instead, they secretly, not secretly, but they just, the two of them got married with a couple of witnesses in yeah. last summer when they could. Yeah. And then we agreed we'd all kind of get together at various times. And um, uh, okay. so we booked this booked to go to theirs for dinner and stay over and stuff and mm. um and then kate said to me the football's gonna if we get through we're gonna be playing that night right and I'm like, okay so i contacted them and said look i'm not we you know we want to do this but we're not missing the football <laughs> and um and they said that's fine um but so what we'll do is we'll rejig the night so we'll eat early right and we'll get all that out of the way and then we'll watch the football together and then, I don't know. So okay. So that's the plan. So oh, that's good then. Out. That's very accommodating. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't. I kind of think that. So there's the de- my deputy chair and her husband there. So it's the six of us having dinner. I've no right. idea who's into football or not on that table, but I have a horrible yeah. feeling it's mostly just Kate and I. <laughs> anyway, it'll be fine. Yeah. My my prediction, obviously England win, and yeah. no goals. For no goals conceded again by England. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I, we'll win in the ninety minutes? Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think uh, we're looking at maybe a two or three nil tomorrow. There is a point, isn't there, where because we're so tight defensively, they mm. people throw too much forward, and yeah. then we then we score. Plus, goals. It's, it's a knockout situation, so they're going to have to, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, or they're either going to try and sit back and hit us on the break. But yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to manage that. I think they're just going to go shit or bust and go for it. Yeah. I they're think they will, be, they will be trying to beat us in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they'll sit back and try and hit us on the break. Yeah. Because that's kind of what they did in the last game, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. They defended really well. So we could end up cancelling each other out a little bit and then penalties. Yeah, but I think we're ready for penalties. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think we've managed to... Well, I don't know. I don't want to say too much. (laughs) I know. 
I know. I don't want to get too excited about it. But they've got to be in good spirits, right? Mm. They've got to have some good momentum now, having mm. finally got past the Germans and in a good performance, not only yeah. getting a result, but it was a good performance. Yeah. And we've still got so much on the bench that I, hasn't even hit the hit yeah. the grass yet. Yeah. I mean, I think Mason Mount's a fantastic player. I can't believe... I mean, that first game, he yeah. was a bit ineffectual, but I think if you brought him on as a sub... Yeah, It'd be fantastic. We've got so many G. Bellingham, yeah. Sancho. Yeah. There's Sancho. loads of loads. You signed, Foden. San- you signed Sancho, haven't you? I Apparently so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's, That's a good. really. We've been chasing him for years. Yeah, I'd like to see really. him play. Actually, I'd like to yeah. see more. He's going to be. Play. He's going to be. He's going to be really good for us. They're yeah, going to give I him agree. the number seven shirt, the famous number seven shirt. Once Cavani gives it up. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have him in the team. Definitely. Yeah, that'll make a big difference to you. Mm. Right, anyway. All right then, mate. Well, have Cheers, a, mate. Have a good time. Come on, England. Come on, England. Yes. It's coming home. I've got, I've got yeah, three three weddings this weekend. Three weddings? Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got a hen do, then a wedding tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent. And then, uh, and then one on Sunday. So I'm oh. going to be dead Monday morning when I've got to go to work. Oh, yeah, I'll so bet. that's going to be a tough one. But yeah, all oh, right then, mate. Good luck, mate. Have and fun. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We really yeah, do appreciate everyone. it. See and you next week. Take care. All right. See you next week, mate. Bye. Bye. Very slick at this, mate. You really are. Oh, I don't know about that. And we had to redo that whole bit. You, you, you managed to remember everything that you said the first time. It was impressive. It, well, it just says a lot about the fact that um, I only have one thing to say about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Once I've said it, I could say it again. <laughs> I, do you not find that thing that I mean? I, you must when you were kind of doing a lot of your work with uh, various people. You do yeah. find yourself get a patter, don't you? You do. You got to yeah. be kind of. Yeah. I know do. I need to say this, so I'm going to kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah. try and say it as if I've never said it before. Yeah. Every yeah. time I say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you got to, yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm. Cool. Right, should we go intro? Because I've got to make intro. a phone call. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's do it. All right, magic. Nice one, mate. Cheers, mate. So yeah, ping the files over to me, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll uh, try work. and bash it out tonight. Work your magic and and the podcast. Hey, hey, cool. Cheers, mate. Okay, mate. Have, Have a, a good, good day. weekend. Yeah, on, and England. yeah, and you enjoy your weddings. Yeah, sounds like hard work. Yeah, it'd be fun, man. It'd be good. <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right, speak Take to you soon. Mate. Take care. Bye. Amy, say something. Hi. So so say more than that. Hi. Hello. My name's Amy. Hi, my name's Amy. And I'm Rob's daughter. And I'm Rob's... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs)
<laughs> awesome. Yeah. That'd be in the podcast now. Don't worry. Podcast extras. <laughs> <laughs>